This is the Endless Ranters Podcast. Ranners, welcome back for episode 125 of your Endless Ranners podcast. Thanks for watching, listening, subscribing. We truly appreciate all of the support. My name is Chris, and I'm one of your hosts for this evening. I'm joined by the one and only Robbie Spotlight, I think. What's up, homies? Some I don't know, man. What's up with you? You need to hit a button or uncheck a box or something. Hey, guys. I'm He's here. In the yeah. Oh, I see. <laughs> Crystal's butt. She's in something. <laughs> What's up, homies? <laughs> sure, man. Oh my gosh. Robbie's hey, got man. a po- Robbie's got a poster of like Farrah Fawcett <laughs> on his wall there. Yeah. There's so there. many butts. There's three very distinct butts. Oh, did you say butts? Yes, we did. Yeah. But yes, sir. He can't see through the okay. mask. He has no idea what's happening. There's butts. <laughs> I got a peach butt. Oh, oh my god. We also have Quana. Wow. She continues to be here and uh yeah, grace us with her presence. How you what doing? What up, you? Hey, hey, hey. There's oh, I also... sold your line, Manny. It's all good. It wasn't <laughs> my line. I got my other bullshit that I replied to Chris with. Yeah, and then there's a man with the plan. It's and all the bullshit. It's producer Andy. What's going down, mole man? I'm I'm identifying as a little Caesar's pizza tonight because I'm coming in hot and ready, bro. Let's go. Woo! And five dollars, no, five fifty or six dollars now. Yeah, to say. I'm still a cheap slut in spirit. That's all. They had to update their signage a lot. Then they went. They did like five dollars. Then they did like five dollars and fifty-five cents. Like, come on. Like five, five, five. That pizza like, is oh, so good, okay. though. I will eat that pizza. I don't even eat. Yeah, I'm like not gonna that. lie. And I, I mean, I do appreciate good pizza. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we can but, let's, we can spend a few minutes or a half hour on this before we introduce our guests. But uh, you know, we, I, I like a good pizza, but I'll eat some Little Caesars. Little Caesars. I'm not ashamed on. to say. I don't care, come on, man. Whatever. <laughs> hey, man, you got come kids. On, like you got kids, and they're all like now. Like now, my kids, they all want to eat a piece of whole pizza themselves. It's like, all right, time for little Caesars. Time for little Caesars. Anyway, uh, so it's October. We're gonna talk horror tonight, and I'm not talking about James Corden's right. personality or his uh, table manners. <laughs> We're joined by some experts, some people who specialize in horror films. Angie and Paul of A and P Productions, welcome to our show. We're oh, thanks proud for to have you. Guys. Hi, That's right. Be part of this yeah. holiday horror. Yes. Thank you yeah. so much for show. Us. Yeah. Spooky season. Holla. Yeah, Mole Man's showing off his uh his memorabilia. Signed copy. Signed. Signed copy of slash. I can't have a hard time saying slash slasherette slash slash Lorette party. That's correct. That's correct. Slash Lorette party. I've I've got it at home, guys. Um, I'm actually still at work, so I don't have my copy <laughs> with me. Mm-hmm. But yes, I'll right, take your word. You're wearing that at work. I love <laughs> yeah, it. I like the way it looks like you smacking that. <laughs> yeah. There we go. 
all three at the same time. <laughs> I don't know what's going on there. Well, <laughs> oh, you know, but, you know, in these horror movies, right? Okay, Angie and Paul, who we have on our show today, they know about horror. Okay, horror movies. You know, the usually the virgin is the like the rules are that the virgin is the one that has to survive. You know, the the ones that have uh, the most experience, not not to sl- I don't want to slut shame or anything like that. Right. I get it. All right. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we don't want to do that. But but they, the ones with experience, they usually die. So um, mm-hmm. I think they're yeah. going to explain. Yeah, exactly. So I think uh, Angie and Paul are going to explain that to us uh, tonight. Uh, ex- episode 125. Is that cr- right, Chris? That's correct. 125. Good memory. I was going to quiz you on that later. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So uh, we're going to get into it with Angie and Paul and uh, talk about movies, some of our favorite uh, horror movies, scary movies, that kind of thing, shows. Uh, And then Luis, guest Luis, former guest, multiple time Endless Ranners guest Luis is going to come on. And because he's been in uh, what one at least one or or more of your movies, Murder, one. The, the movie we're doing right now, Murder Size. This will be his second, his second movie uh, okay. with us. Nighttime features. Well, second feature. I'm sorry. So, so yeah, we did a short film called Nighttime Features with Luis. And he played uh, this uh, cholo gangster guy, Papi mm. Chula. I think that's what his name. <laughs> and then mm-hmm. he was in Slashlet Party and did a dual role in that one. So. Uh, that was really fun. And then now we brought him back for murder size. So you know, we love the guy. So we can't wait yes. to see him. Yeah. It's good that you guys are uh, had, him, had him back after the controversy. You know what I mean? But not, you know, <laughs> no, we don't want to talk about that. We'll let him speak. Talk about that later. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But it's good. It's good. Well, yeah. And so he's going to come on later, maybe uh, uh, in about 30 minutes time. Cool. Um, once he, uh, once they let him out, I mean, once he, uh, you know, Dang, dude. Back, once he gets back. <laughs> Exactly. I wonder if his costume will be a speedo and oh, a cowboy and hat. I told him one to wear hope. his best interview hope. speedo. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> the blue one with the the checkered. Wear your best tuxedo t shirt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> no, but our good buddy Luis, he's he's the man. He's all he's awesome. He's going to come on and uh, talk about that as well. So uh, yeah. yeah. So we'll get we'll get started. So. Um, yeah, Robbie, what you have anything else to uh should I did I miss anything with introductions or should we uh yeah. Well, let's no, go. N- okay. No, I think I think let's go. Um I've been a fan of Angie and Paul for a while now. Uh, obviously, I'm a friend of uh of uh Luis. I'm a I'm a big fan of 80s horror. I'm a big fan of synth wave. I'm a oh, big awesome. fan of 80s. Um so I think Angie and Paul can provide that for us. Um, they, I, I think they're uh, probably around our age or at least my age. Um, they're into all that. Um, I, I, I'd love to hear their experience on their origin making, stories, their origin yes. stories, their, their inspirations, their thoughts on, you know, uh, Halloween, their thoughts on, uh, Friday the 13th, mm-hmm. nightmare on Elm street, uh, uh, experience and, uh, mm-hmm. thoughts on like sleepaway camp. You know, the machetes, the all uh, right, all right, all right, all right. We would love to hear that. Let them speak for themselves. Yeah, let's, yeah, yeah, I'll start. I I can, I I think I've talked too much. I've talked too much. That's good. I can get us, I'll get us started. I'll get us started. Yeah. And then we'll also talk. Yeah. Like I said uh, earlier, we'll, then we'll later, we'll talk about some like horror in real life, some things ripped from headlines, you know. (laughs) 
But uh, so I got some questions for Angie and Paul. Sure. Um, you know, so as I've said, mentioned before, you know, horror is really not my, you know, my number one genre of movie. You know, maybe, I, maybe I'm, uh, you know, Neither. maybe I'm a little scared. You know, you know, my background, you know, life on the streets, whatnot, <clears throat> you know, <laughs> the suburbs, uh, the, uh, you know, you know, I, I don't know. But uh, so from a non like a non horror viewer, you know, I had a question which was uh, like, uh, what's your problem and why are you trying to scare people all the time? <laughs> That's actually the question for Paul. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because like as Quana, because yeah, we because we grew up in we grew up in like, we're born in the '80s and where I was allowed to watch horror movies at a very early age. You were. Uh, she was not. Uh, she okay. Okay. Was not allowed. Her mom was like a good mom, you know. <laughs> Like she actually was responsible. Uh, they would go to the video store and rent, you know, kids' movies like you're supposed to. Yeah. You know, and I was watching Hellraiser, you know, and Halloween four, which I should not have been watching. Yeah. But so she has no experience in horror at all. I've been like educating her, basically showing her like child's play for the first time, like last year. Yeah. And uh we watched uh, uh Halloween, Halloween two. Child's play Halloween is four. the original Chucky, right? Same director as Fright Night, Tom Holland. Ooh, uh, you haven't watched Fright Night yet, but that's the one I recommend. Really, really recommend. It's a great yes, movie, yeah. great eighties movie. Uh, we've seen Lost Boys together. Yeah, uh, we've seen Santa Cruz, right? Uh, no, which is a you know yes. more of a tame, more it's not horror movie. It has all the monsters. There's some killing in it, and the creature you know kills a few guys in there. So uh, we, we had Jeepers. fun. You know, watching, you know, catching up, catching her up on all the eighties. Uh, okay, okay, that's nice. So you've yeah. been a good sport. You're being a good sport, and you you actually like it. You enjoyed it. You get a kick out of it too, or are you just humoring him because he's such a such a great guy. He's a handsome man, so she yeah. loves him so much that she humors him. <laughs> no, you've actually. I think he actually likes child's play. You, oh, you liked um, Ghoulies too. Loved Ghoulies too. I still don't understand why though. False advertisement. The poster has him wearing like a shirt yeah, and fuck? suspenders yeah. in the toilet, and I was waiting for that scene, and he never wears the shirt yeah, and suspenders in the movie. He never so. wears a shirt or suspenders. So that's that was right. yeah, that, that was terrible. That was terrible. not. But rage. he ripped that guy's arm off in the pool, and I love that. So yeah, that was cool. Ghoulies <laughs> too. That was a fun watch. We we did watch Child's Play, which you you did like because. Uh, you know, when the, the first time Chucky like makes it known that he's Chucky and he oh yells at God. that girl like, "Yo, me fucking bitch!" Oh you know, just like God. is just like screaming and stuff. Yeah, I was I was a great yes. jump scare. Interesting, so interesting, and interesting and horror that like sequels and all that go you know go crazy. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Okay. In like in like regular in regular in regular movies, you know. Like the sequels are, you know, probably more of a disappointment in horror in that genre. The sequels are probably like even better. Sometimes, sometimes the sequels nice. are better. Sleepaway yeah. Camp 2 was better. Ghoulies 2 was better. Uh, yes. You know, like definitely Critters 2, I thought was better. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Oh, yeah some, Critters, I watched that one. Yeah, we did watch Critters 2. We watched part so, two. AP Origins is Paul was a free bird. He got to watch whatever he wanted growing up. So he has the extensive years of knowledge of every movie known to man, it feels like. And I was super <laughs> sheltered and we couldn't even watch The Simpsons because Bart had an attitude and my mom yeah. didn't want it. Yeah, I was like, I was kind of protected. I wasn't allowed to watch anything about same, PG same, same. when I was yeah. a kid. The yeah, Simpsons like, yeah. were like public enemy number one. I remember exactly. all the parents were shocked that they said son of a bitch on The Simpsons. Oh, yeah. oh I wasn't. Well, Simpsons. 
Simpsons were before my time in my childhood. Simpsons were didn't exist yet, but like Michael Jackson beat it. That was not allowed. We're not allowed to listen (laughs) to that song. (laughs) I, my, my uh, girlfriend in middle school lent me her uh, Prince purple rain tape. Oh boy. And this is when I realized like my mom had been searching my backpack like every day is that like within like 10 minutes of me walking inside and like putting my backpack down, like she, she was came up to me with the tape. Like, in her oh, hand, wow. like you can have this back in the morning. Wow. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. I try to yeah. buy Snoop Doggy Dog's doggy style at the <laughs> warehouse. And my mom, I walked out of the store, she looked at it and sent me right back in. Yeah. Uh, well, I got a question for you. Like, wait, I so had back to Dr. Dre and I had a wait, wait, wait. I have. A- yeah. I'm, a good, I'm not to I'm going to piggyback off your story. Actually, the good thing about having immigrant parents is whenever I needed them to buy me shit that had the parental advisory thing on it, they didn't care. They're just like, hey, whatever. Yeah, you'd be fine. Listen to the chronic they put on on my my uh, my Walkman. They're like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> they love the music because they had all the Parliament Funkadelic, you know, samples and shit. So they loved yeah. it. I was like, you can't listen to this. <laughs> My Korean friend, uh, whose parents like really didn't speak that well, he used to call his sister a boner right in front of him all the time. Like, it, was, it was hilarious. Just, but I remember that's the name I remember. Like, and, and I guess she was young; she didn't know what it meant either. Oh my god! So I'd be like, oh. I'd be like, oh, wow. oh my god! It was a great scene. Well, I was, I was gonna, I was gonna ask you though. So, like, about watching the horror movies when you're young, like, what was that like? Was were you were you like scared all the time or? because you know like the first time you watch it it could be explained to you like hey this is all like fake and prop and whatever and you're just like oh okay and then you just absorb it that way or it's like you're just scared all the time as a child and uh you know that's that's the only way you can feel love is by there's no explanation you just they just play the wolfman for you on tv and or frankenstein and you just watch you like it because they're they're monsters okay those are the first ones i watched uh late night tv and then you know you graduate from like the black and white Dracula. Was it Elvira? Oh, I didn't get to see Elvira, but I did watch the movie <laughs> Elvira. I didn't. We didn't cat. We didn't, you know we didn't have cable back then, so we couldn't okay. see the TV show. But the movie, I love the movie, and my parents wouldn't let me watch that because you know she has big boobs. And, you know, yeah. <laughs> yes, beheading is okay. The Hellraiser is one yeah, thing. Sex was yeah, sex I always had the close one eyes. Yeah. 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 No, that's yeah, offensive. No, no. Yeah, I could definitely watch <laughs> Jason stab someone with like a harpoon, you know, but Boobs, there's sex. No. No. Boobs, yeah, yeah, nope. Yeah. Nope, no, nope, no, not at all. And I always, knew, always knew which, you know, which movies had it too. And they would like, my cousins, I remember one time ratted me out. So you only want to watch that movie because that girl's chi-chis are in it. <laughs> Like, oh wow! Yeah, it's it's always the cousins. It's always it, it, the cousins. Quana, Quana, Paul, it's always the cousins. You know, you know why? It is. My my cousin, when I was about eleven years old, watching the fucking He would put on a Friday the Thirteenth Part Two or Three, and there was a scene where one of the uh, camp counselors would like, mm-hmm. you know, show her boobs, mm-hmm. and he would pause that, you know, like twenty <laughs> minutes into the movie, oh, and yeah. we be there like oh wow really is that what they would look like Ooh, boobies yeah so, cousins yeah. made me watch faces of death and locked me in a closet oh, oh yeah i remember faces and played of death. hell is for children hell is my cousins wow. were horrible they try and be Jesus. friends with me on facebook and i'm like Christ. you know what it's always your cousin. toxic so my cousins i remember where like i was when i saw because yeah. they were jehovah's witnesses that my uh, cousins, yep 
but they for some reason for were allowed to watch movies and they're watch we were watching like the more hardcore movies that i i had no exposure to previously like we were Same. watching hellraiser with them we were watching night of the demons anything had to do with the devil they were watching it and uh <laughs> So that kind of stuff would scare me. Any kind of devil stuff, especially at that. Those parents, they want their kids to be scared. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. you know, tell me about uh, being Jehovah's Witness and dying and uh, <laughs> going to hell and stuff. So that was yeah, scary. it's like if you lie, a pinhead, a pinhead will come and get you. Pinhead will yeah. come and get you if you lie or steal or anything. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They, that was the guy. Hellraiser was pinhead. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. That's crazy. I have yeah, a question. For Paul, I had a similar upbringing where I watched a lot of uh, horror movies against my will, I might add, but oh, still yeah. a lot of horror movies that scared the hell out of me. And to touch on something that Chris said, my cousin, she would still tell me, like, even though she had a, you know, I had a kick out of exposing me to this shit. She was <laughs> like, don't worry, it's fake. It's not real. But still, the images would stay with me and haunt me afterwards okay. uh, throughout the day. And especially when I try to go to sleep. Oh, yeah. Uh, which movies growing up like stuck with you initially when you first started, you know, watching much more like intense horror flicks? Yeah, when I started watching movies of the time, like in the 80s, the movies that stuck with me, like immediately with Nightmare on Elm Street, you know, just of course, Freddy Krueger with the hat and the rainbow claws and the way you're talking, burnt up face, everything, everything about it. And I was just hooked immediately. I wanted more Freddy. I watched the first one, the second one, the third one, which is my favorite one, uh, Dream Warriors. Uh, I love the song from Dawkins. I love the the Fat Boys oh, yeah. rap song on part four. Uh, I have uh, my first cassette that I ever bought. I bought it only because it was linked to Freddy Krueger. was uh, <laughs> Will Smith, DJ Jazzy Jeff, and Fresh Prince. They did Nightmare on My Street. Yes. And they took the song. <laughs> Why am I remembering all I remember of this? And I, yeah. have the I actually have the cassette and I brought it to the set of Murder Size and I put it in the boombox <laughs> so we could all hear it, but the boombox didn't work. But anyway, <laughs> and because it had to do with Freddy Krueger, I was all about it. So Freddy Krueger, that was my guy. And then I saw Michael Myers's face. Um, it was on a TV show. It was like, I think it was a TV show. It was USA Saturday Nightmares. It was like a, a nightly, uh, weekly show and it had a little hall of um, pictures and it showed Freddie, Jason, and then they showed this white faced killer. And I was hooked. Like, who is that guy? Like, I didn't know who he was. I didn't know it was Halloween at that time. And so I remember I have drawings of me just drawing Michael Myers' face, the, the white face with the hair. Oh, you, you mean William like, Shatner, right? <laughs> now yeah but back yeah. then i had no idea what so that did was you- and uh i wanted to know what that was and my older cousin spencer he's another one that showed me all these horror movies he had halloween he knew what that was because he was a teenager when it came out so he showed me halloween for the first time and uh that that was a real pivotal 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 movie for me and then of course mm-hmm. by the 13th uh, did you even did you even have a chance to start with like scooby-doo and the mystery machine like those <laughs> like course. where there's so like, a go- like cartoons all the okay. time you know? so you oh, did right. like have a chance to ease into it before your cousins were like hey look at this look at pinhead <laughs> oh, yeah. look at it look at it <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah definitely we, we love okay. turtles you know we would play and watch the movies all the time okay that's good uh, we watched that's good. You know, he-man you know of course so yeah it was a mixture of cartoons and bloody horror so no 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 Chris, much- you know it sounds like a joke but you know us kids you know the 80s kids we we started off as uh scooby-doo you know yeah. fans and every at the end of every episode they all took out off their mask and it was some you know 
random executive guys like oh, if it wasn't for you pesky kids you know my business wouldn't have you know my roller coaster yeah. rides i hated that just, part Right? Yeah. I wanted yeah. to be a monster. I didn't want to be a human in a mask. <laughs> yeah. To be fair, they were telling deal. us they were way ahead of their time with like masks and costumes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it was lifelike. Yeah. You know, there'd be a guy <laughs> in like a tree costume, and it looked yeah. like a tree. Yeah, and he found out their yeah. motives were all money. Yeah. So know, credit credit like, to those ah, guys. I don't want to see this shit. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to see them kill someone. Like just. just <laughs> Yeah, but no yeah, one ever got killed in that Freddy, show. Uh, Scooby-Doo, yeah. Definitely. Were yeah. you like, you're like, no one ever gets killed on this show. What's up? <laughs> I was waiting for it. I thought eventually. Like Shaggy should be dead. I, I want real blood. Come on, guys. Paul was over there like, this is baby shit. Yeah, they just tie up the, the night watchman or the cop. Or yeah, they had a lot of like, uh, they were in a lot of castles Jump. where there were like uh, the, the night armor suits that would animate yes you know what i mean well not really because it was always like a guy inside that they couldn't tell right but it would always animate and chase them down the hall with like spears and like really you know like pretty dangerous weapons no one ever got hurt i think the the, the reason why we were forced to watch stuff at an early age is because there was only one screen in the house so They just put on whatever they wanted. Yeah, there weren't a lot of choices. Yeah, because my mom and dad they they liked you know horror movies to a certain extent. Mm -hmm. My 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 dad he was really into science fiction. So with him, I was watching like the Twilight Zone, Outer Limits, and uh, Ray Harryhausen movies like uh, Seven Voyages of Sinbad. You know, we saw like the skeleton soldiers come to life and do a sword fight like that. Cyclops, I love the Cyclops. (laughs) It's so scary. I would watch those type of movies all the time. Even um, a million years BC with dinosaurs, you know, and you have Raquel mm-hmm. Welch and, you know, being chased by Transverse Rex. Like, so those are the sure. movies that I would watch as a kid. So anything that had to do with science fiction or dinosaurs. Yeah. Monsters. Tales from the Dark Side. Of course. I was going to ask. So, so your parents, okay. So your parents were kind of into this stuff as well, but what about, so what, what about inspired you to go into the creative arts and like to make movies about it? I mean, other than your love for the genre, was there other, other like, were your parents into this or like theater or anything like that? Or just was this, no. is this you, you started this? Yeah. I mean, you, kinda, yeah, you took this next step to, yourself. Yeah. I mean, parents didn't do anything very creative, but like they ingested or consumed a lot of stuff. So we watched a lot mm-hmm. of movies, a lot of TV, uh, comic books. My dad was a big collector of comic books and that got me onto that. Um, reading, you know, reading science fiction books and um, movies. Uh, like I said, I was hanging out with my cousins and we watched Ninja Turtles and one of them had a home video camera, the big VHS camera, and we just try to make our own movies, you know, just yeah, try okay. to yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. so I really liked shooting. I thought I, we did do, a, my cousin did get a Michael Myers mask, which was like, wow, Michael Myers mask, it looked really good. And he had like little overalls, like a jumpsuit somehow, and it was all covered in oil so somebody my uncle or somebody had it and so he dressed up as michael myers and we made a little michael myers movie um so and i was doing the camera so that's really what got me started on like oh okay okay paul since you're let me let me expose you for a second you're talking about being a youth and making uh movies as a youngster tell tell me about shit wolf (laughs) how do you know about that oh oh, come come on come i'm I'm the fan you're doing your work I'm, I'm doing my homework. Wow, yeah. that's a deep cut. That's a yeah, deep that, that is. I told you I wasn't going to talk about this. So I don't know why. You're <laughs> about this. I thought about this before. Off my. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I heard about the shit wolf. Okay. okay. I, I, so, yeah. Okay. Wow. So that one, 
Yeah, I was a teenager and made that. <laughs> and uh, that's all I'm going to say about it. Okay. <laughs> okay. Now, now, let me, if I can take a, a moment. So me, I, um, I grew up watching, obviously, you know, George Romero movies, right? Uh, Tales from the Dark Side, uh, mm-hmm. uh, um, you know, Twilight Zone, all that stuff. Also, me, you know, uh, I grew up, one of the first movies um, I kind of got super into was Robert Rodriguez, mm-hmm. uh, El Mariachi. And oh, then yeah. I think um, not long after that, I saw Desperado. Yeah. And then I saw, you know, um, uh, Quentin Tarantino, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Death Proof. And then, uh, Planet, right, T- Planet Terror. Mm-hmm. And then I got into, uh, I found out what, what uh, gr- the Grindhouse movies were. So when I see your catalog in the movies you've, you've done, you know, uh, Streets of Vengeance, um, um, you know, uh, Murder Sires, that's coming up soon. Um, and of course, Lash, Slash Lorette Party starring mm-hmm. our, our buddy, uh, Luis Maya, and our, our friend of the show, you know, Shailene. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, yeah. t- can oh, yeah. you tell us how um, you were inspired, who, who you were inspired by and, and how, how can how you kind of, you know, kind of went off some of those inspirations, mm-hmm. you know, l- l- let us know what, who inspired you? What inspired you? Uh, okay. So when we were kids, we made a bunch of horror movies just trying to be like, you know, what we saw. Uh, when I got into like uh, college, that's where we met in film school. By that time, I was already like a film snob. I was just into <laughs> Scorsese. I was into Paul Thomas Anderson, Taxi Driver, Coe Brothers. You know, I totally disregarded my whole childhood. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. That, I yeah. want to be a filmmaker. He turned his okay? back on his roots. I like Stanley Kubrick. Okay, I don't know. <laughs> oh, that's right. Anymore, right. Yeah. Yeah. He liked Jean Luc Godard. I like Jean Luc Godard, Francois Truffaut. Okay, and that's me. You know, that's who I am. Yeah. <laughs> And so we were in film school. You should have seen him. He was so snobby. Like he was such when a you're film that age, snob. You gotta be a snob. He was oh. such a film snob when I met him. That's oh, yeah. crazy. And I uh, had to ask, did all the movies it. did all the movies that you watch have to have subtitles? Yes, uh, yes exactly. Exactly. Yes. If it didn't have subtitles, I didn't watch. They're black and white. Well, well black and <laughs> so, so I totally <laughs> so I totally disregarded all of that. Gosh, and then yeah, okay. you know, we met and then, you know, I made some movies in film class and she did. And then, you know, we became a couple and then I would just stopped making movies for quite a while. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, life stuff, getting a job, moving out, getting a house, right. all those kind of things. And then it wasn't until like uh, 2010 when um, I bought a camera with my brother and we was like, oh, let's go ahead. Let's try to make this. Let's pick this back up, you know, because uh, I don't some of my friends were making movies here and there, but no one had made a feature yet. And so we were doing like short films and like music videos and stuff. And uh, I started to embrace, I started to look back at my childhood and the things that I used to watch, you know, Mm -hmm. and I had an idea because we were watching Grindhouse and I was watching like these Grindhouse trailers and things. And I was like, you know, what would be so funny. I've never seen a holiday horror movie, uh, a Mexican holiday horror. You know, you (laughs) always start going on New Year's Eve and fire, you know, Halloween, of course, April Fool's Day. But no one's ever done a Mexican yeah. one, like, uh, you know, Cinco de Mayo. That's what I said. Well, that yeah. was so funny. Yeah. I saw made a horror movie called Cinco de Mayo. That's awesome, yeah. And we were having a laugh, you know, we're all with yeah. our friends. And we said, you know what? Maybe we should do that before Robert Rodriguez That's does exactly that. exactly what we said. Because he's yeah. probably going to do something like that. We don't do it first. Yeah. And so we kicked it around, and uh, it was going to be a trailer at first. And then um, it just started getting bigger and bigger and just adding more to the script and really developing it. And, you know, really, like, 
getting the, like a, a real edge to it. Like it wasn't just a mindless killing movie. It had to do with, you know, like racism. I was using a lot of things from history, like the Sleepy Lagoon case, you know, and uh, a lot of stuff. There's a Joaquin Murrieta, all kinds of stuff. Just layering yeah. it, layering it on top of like a silly slasher well, movie. It was supposed to be originally, it was supposed to be super, super cheesy, silly. like cheesy, okay. over the yeah. top, intentionally bad, mm-hmm. like bad dubbing, bad. You could see the, oh, yeah, the yeah. mic like coming to the show. We wanted to. So hold on. Bad. This is your first, this is your first movie? This is our first feature. Right. First feature. Well, it was supposed to be a fake trailer because right. we just wanted to do all okay. the kills and make it look cheesy and funny. Yeah, do like Machete. But again, film snob over here. Yeah, was like, yeah. Oh, Check it out. Yeah. Story. And he started giving like character depth and it just got bigger and bigger. And then it turned into a, Paul's a little uh, too ambitious, right? A little ambitious. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, too. too he has a vision. <laughs> She had to keep me grounded. Like, no, yeah, we that's... can't like get a helicopter to cut the head <laughs> off or something. Okay, so let's put that in the back burner. Let's wait yeah. for something else. If you ever yeah, need a but... helipad, I have access to a helipad, a real one. <gasps> okay. You, you just let me know. I'm I'm not I, kidding. I'm writing that down. Oh, okay. that's right. Other than that, yeah, I do. I do. He will yeah. ask so we're, we're recording this, right? So, okay. I'm not kidding. <laughs> Okay. Robbie's like, yeah. you have the keys to the city. Please come <laughs> yeah. forward. Or you can get a drone. Or you can get a drone. Now we're talking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> my the first one. And uh that's what kind of got started. And then awesome. uh, my cousin said something to me like, hey, you know, have you ever thought like of modeling yourself after he knew I was crazy about Scorsese? But he was like, Oh, what if you were to become more of like a John Carpenter type of director mm-hmm, mm-hmm. as someone who delves in a lot of genres. And me, I was like, John Carpenter. I mean, I like John Carpenter, but no, I don't, I don't want to be John like Carpenter. Horror. I want to be Scorsese. I don't want to be Carpenter. Yeah. Yeah. And then those words he spoke have stuck with me the entire time. And now I feel like but John Carpenter, Carpenter, he did the Carpenter. thing, right? The thing they live. How that was like, that was, that was pretty, that was pretty scary, but like, oh, yeah. Like a movie, like a movie that was scary, not like a scary movie, you know, like yeah. that was a, but oh. I, I'm glad you said that because I was curious about that because like there are like, there are a bunch of different genres, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, just within like horror or scary, whatever you want to call it, suspenseful. I'm kind of more on like the, you know, like thriller suspense, mm-hmm. crime drama, mm-hmm. you know, like, you know, like I don't need so much supernatural stuff. You know, I do mm-hmm. like the zombies. I like Walking Dead. I like like mm-hmm. there was like a Dawn of the Dead movie. Mm-hmm. Um, Leatherface. The original Dawn of the Dead, I think, was was that, would that have been George Romero? Yep, yes, like seventies yes, maybe. And they were in the yep. mall. Yep, mm-hmm. they were in a mall, right? And they had like a, there was like a sporting goods store in the mall where they had a bunch of guns. They had a gun yeah. store in the in the mall. I thought yep, that yep. was great. Yeah, so, yeah, no, I, I, yeah like my, I like more stuff like uh, when like the 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 evil like the zombies aren't so much of a threat it's more like the people you know like yeah. keeping your keeping your shit together yeah with a lot of access to guns of course yeah you got it because yeah, i think the that. new there was another dawn of the dead too yeah not, not two but 2004 you know, yeah they, yeah they, with maybe, um maybe Zack snyder was that Zack snyder for real like oh okay yeah. yeah okay so that was like that was pretty good because i think they were in a mall as well for quite mm-hmm. a while yeah, the opening of that movie is like one of the best Johnny Cash, right? Movie. Johnny Cash uh soundtrack uh score. Which one? The uh, which John one? The, the, op- the opening is which one is the opening? The oh, for the newer the one or the older day? Oh, the reboot. 
Yeah, the Zack Snyder one. Yeah, it's just a, a great piece of filmmaking. Okay. Yeah, it's like the, okay. the the woman wakes up and her kid is already a zombie. It's like holy shit, and she's running out the door, and then she just <laughs> goes into a world of chaos, and it just keeps going from there. There's like barely yeah. any. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's but, great. So, like, but where do your like your movies? What genre do you think they fit in within that? Like, are they a certain type, or just is it is it you can't really label them? Just kind of curious, like you know. Well, because see, most people know us for Single to Mile, Streets of Vengeance, and Slash of That Party. Yeah. But we've done a few other movies, a few other features that people don't really know because we didn't release them through a distributor. We just put them on YouTube. Mm-hmm. So we like a lot of genres. I mean, I do love crime movies. You know, obviously that's what I really want to do. And um, I have made a few. Um, but the horror, the 80s horror, to be to be more precise, uh, has really spoken to a lot of people. People really seem really seem to dig it, and it's something that we know. And if, if Angie doesn't know, she has a lot of knowledge, uh, aesthetics that really bring something else to the movie. Because um, you know, I may know horror stuff, but I don't know nothing about wardrobe. I don't know nothing about. Oh set my gosh! <laughs> but eighties size costumes are amazing. Amazing. Oh. <laughs> I'm kidding. Yeah. Myself in the butt for not wearing workout clothes tonight. I'm really when you say 80s, when you say 80s, you're talking about like Halloween, like Jane like J- and Jason, thong. and all that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah, like yeah, that. yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, but like those iconic, you know, for our generation, those are like yeah. the ones that really stuck. Yeah, yeah, those are the big three, you know. <laughs> but I mean, there's tons of other 80s horror movies that like horror fans love. That they just go on and on about, like Night of the Demons, Night of the Creeps. Uh, you talk to any horror fan, they Ooh. know the movies like Night that. of the Creeps, Learn yeah. Of the Living Dead, which is uh, the sequel to Night of the Living Dead, but by uh, O'Banion. I think it's Dan O'Banion uh, directed that one. So Return of Living Dead has really uh, won the hearts of all horror uh, lovers. So yeah, there's, there's tons, tons of movies that Re- return. That's that's where they um, there's a, a a cemetery nearby, right? And they incinerate some. Uh, Right, there's where they have the, the, the barrels of uh, the gas and that's then right. it releases. And, that, that's uh, more of a like a, a it com- it's more of a like a comedic kind yeah, of definitely. right, yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. one was awesome. Now, you, you can keep the mask down, it's cool. <laughs> yeah, hey, if you're gonna commit, man, you gotta commit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like it, I don't care if you're like short of breath. <laughs> the hell just happened? <laughs> yeah, people love everything about the 80s. Probably right? gonna pass out. uh so okay so but i'm sorry i didn't mean to cut kwan off earlier because she was talking about angie's uh wardrobe yeah oh yes the wardrobe wardrobe selections yeah amazing thank you yeah that that's a big aspect of our movies that a lot of other filmmakers in our um what do you say in our tier or our level i guess your contemporaries yeah that they tend to overlook because it's hard you know and uh that's the beauty of having a team you know, especially a man and woman team um because their sense our sensibilities you know uh complement each other you know so sure, why she yeah. can help with you know the art design set design and the wardrobe and all the things that you know man you know a dumb guy dumb film guys is not gonna <laughs> pick up on yeah, and believe yeah. Me, i know plenty of them uh, they just don't put any thought into that. They just want you to bring your own stuff. But it's like, no, we we pick out the costumes for the the actors. Now, now, can I can I ask you guys a question? So, the, the movie that's coming up soon, um, the last movie you guys uh, uh, created and directed and produced was um, Slash Lorette Party, correct? Mm-hmm. 
yeah. the new movie that you guys are working on right now um, is uh, Murder Size. So yes. that one is um, kind of, I see it as like an 80s, kind of like a, a workout aerobics type of movie, right? So yes. it, does it pl- does it take place in the 80s or how, how do you guys uh, describe that movie? Can you tell us about it? Yeah. Do you want to talk about it a little bit? Oh, well, this one actually does take place in 1989, uh, to be exact. So we tried to keep it pretty, you know, pretty legit. Um, some of the clothes that Angie found are actually vintage clothes. Cool. Awesome. And um, we got like um, actual vintage, you know, had uh, Walkman, um, awesome. things like that. Vintage there's posters and vintage, calendars. Yeah, there's posters and calendars in there that we got that are actually from the 80s and stuff. So we try to actually do like an actual... Um, that that is pretty, awesome. I I want to co- commend you guys on that because uh, when I first saw the the first like videos and the first pictures and mm-hmm. the, the colors and like the 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 socks, you know, mm-hmm. you know how the what what is it the tube is it the tube leg socks warmers? the with leg warmers all that 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 all looks authentic. Um, so I'm 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 looking forward to that. Do you guys know when we can expect that movie coming out soon? Some of us did the Indiegogo. Also, I know I'm asking so many questions. Is that still available? Or is that already closed off? I know I contribu- contributed to that, but well, I appreciate that. Man. Yeah. I appreciate is that, that still available? Yeah, yeah Indiegogo is still available at least until December, I think. Okay, how, how can we find you it? guys on Indiegogo? Okay, yeah. So December, I think, is when we'll close it. But yeah, we're still okay. taking three orders right now. Also, okay. So how can we find you guys on uh, on there? How how can we search you guys? Uh, you just type in murder size. Murder size. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I think I, the official title is like, let's make murder size or, or let's get murder sized. I think. But awesome. yeah, just type in murder sized and yeah, you'll, you'll see us. But the links are all over his Instagram and Facebook and, yeah. and all that cool. too. How, how, how can we find you guys on uh, Instagram? Uh, A underscore P uh, films mm-hmm. is on Instagram. Um, this is uh, Angie and Paul films. Uh, you'll see us. Uh, we're also on Facebook, uh, Paul Ragsdale, Angelica De Alba, uh, AMP Productions on Facebook. Uh, cool. You can find us. And, and can you tell us how you found um, all your cast? Because every every uh, a few months ago, every like week or every couple of weeks, you guys would say, "Hey, we have this person." Now we have this person. I'm like, "Whoa! How many? You know, all, all these actresses and actors, like our friend Luis." How, how how do you guys find them on for your film? You want to that? Um, it's evolved over time. So mm-hmm. in the very beginning, when we first started making movies together, actually, even to go back to take it back, back like how we even started making movies was that we went to we met in film school, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I Paul had serious intentions. He wanted to be a filmmaker, a serious French Italian director of these fancy movies. I was just taking it because I didn't want to take boring math. And I was like, film, okay, that sounds like easy or fun. Yeah. (laughs) I had no intentions of becoming a filmmaker. I mean, I loved movies growing up, but I never planned on making them. But I took the class and it was fun. It was easy, kind of. Uh, Surprisingly, all the people there said they wanted to be filmmakers, but majority of them Mm. did not turn in a film project at all. Like oh, the whole wow. time we were in film class, and I was actually one of the very few people that slapped something together. And I was like, "You're kidding me!" Like I actually made a movie, and all these people who want to be filmmakers didn't even make a movie. Wow! And it only had to be like three minutes. Pretty common. It was crazy, but anyways, yeah. 
so we, I went to school for a few years and then, you know, we started dating and Paul was trying to find other people to make movies with people who wanted to be filmmakers and everybody was so flaky and wouldn't commit. So I was like, how hard can it be? Like I did it in college. Like I can just help you. So what do you need? You know, what do you need help with? And I'll do it. And so that's how we started. I was just going to get him like up and running and it just ended up we made able to knock out movies so fast, just the two of us. So yeah. we just became a team and then we just started doing stuff. So our very first movies were like, we made like a Mexican seventies kind of narco styled movie and yeah. it was like more action. Uh, it was no horror or anything like that. And yeah. then we made like a, a black and white Italian inspired one. We made a really colorful French inspired one shot in San Francisco. And that was more like French new wave style. Mm-hmm. So we had already made like quite a few films before we made Cinco de Mayo. And again, how we got the actors. Oh yeah. Well, I'm getting, mm-hmm. so we'd already made like, Oh, yeah. how are you I don't know. How, how, how do we cast uh, Mexican production? So, through college, we had remembered people. So some of the people we knew of were from the theater department. Because when cool. we were taking film classes, we we're like, oh, well, there was a theater class right across the hall from us. So and we knew that they did plays like every month or something. Mm-hmm. So at first, when we very first started trying to cast people, we're like, oh, well, let's just go back to college, like and go mm-hmm. watch some of those shows and we'll just handpick the people that we really like and ask them because it's kind of a small, I mean, yes, it's a big city, but at creatively or artistically, not so much. It's not like this yeah. is a hub of like filmmaking or anything. So we watched some plays. We reached out after we, you know, we lurked around kind of like creeps after the shows mm-hmm. and said hi to the actors and told them like, Oh, great job. Blah, blah, blah. And, yeah. and if you'd be interested in making films, you know, we've made a couple of short things. We're film students. If you guys want to like team up and these actors, they, you know, they don't have very much opportunities to act and they love right. acting. So it was kind of like a perfect match. We want to make a movie. You want to act. Let's get together and do this thing. Neither of us are really that experienced. We'll just do it. Oh, boy. And, oh. I, and I know you guys, um, you guys, both, both of you guys and the, the actors have like normal jobs. Yeah. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. So, so Paul and I have yeah. had the same job for over a decade. We work regular, normal office job, nine to five type of thing. Most of the people that we work with also are either students, have full-time jobs. Some of them have kids. It's yeah. They all have a really full life. I mean, uh, uh, to answer more of the question with the casting, that's where we started was asking people in the acting community through coworkers through plays. But eventually it evolved into like as, asking our coworkers, us asking friends. And surprisingly, the coworker thing really worked out. We work yeah. at a really big company, and you know, you know, people who have like really funny personalities, and you're like, oh, yeah. they'd be really funny in a movie. So again, we're like, hey, want to be in our thing? And it was just a big joke <laughs> yeah. to us at first. And yeah, yeah. It things just got bigger and bigger, and then people started to kind of know about us, and sure. then they would be like, oh, my friend, they like acting. They should be in your movie. So it's yeah, just like a big network. It snowballed over time. I mean, Shailene, yeah. we met through Chipotle because uh-huh. we would go to Chipotle 
like every day on our lunch breaks and she worked there. She was the manager. Yeah, that's right. So her and her sister, we would talk to all the time because they Mm. both worked there and we thought they were funny and we would chit chat and we were like doing our order. And that's how we got to know her. So Mm -hmm. her sister acted in one of our things in the early days. And we always told her, oh, we got to do something together someday. And then through her, we met Luis. And through other actors, once the word got out, from the acting group, they would tell their actor friends and they're like, oh, these guys make movies. You should reach out yeah. to them. Do it's we just, know that Robbie just, Spotlight is an actor as well? Oh, really? I, I've been You're I've been ready. in some school plays and, uh, and and church plays as well. I, I played I played Putsy in our uh, high school uh, Greece, you know, mm-hmm. play. Yeah, so I did the the, the dance, you know, go grease lightning, da, 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 da. grease lightning, go, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I've got it. Uh, let me know when you need me to try out. I'll I'll try out for you guys. Hey, you already did like you your already, costume yeah. changes. Tonight, so, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's an interesting social experiment because if if y'all do movies and you know what you're doing and you're, you're going to make movies no matter what, and you go around to people and you're just like. You know your coworkers, whoever, even strangers. Like we think you look right. You like, like we think you're funny. You're like, oh, you're mm-hmm. good. You're like, we really think you could be in movies. Like, you know, what's the percentage of people that are just like, get the hell out of here? Most people, most people got to be like, really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I always thought so. Yeah, yeah. like, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, it's my mom's always told me this. My mom and her <laughs> friends have always told me like, yeah, I you, know. you need an Indian. I'm here. So it's like it's not that hard to you know like. Like yeah. casting director, you got to pick the right people, but like getting people to say yes to agree has got to be kind of you know easy. Picking the right up. people, you know, maybe I don't know. Uh, it can be. I mean, the ratio has been pretty good, yeah. you know, for us as far as asking yeah. people to straight up non-actors just because they have a good look. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. that was especially uh, now because they can go back and see what we've yeah. already done. It helps if you have yeah. previous things that they can say, "Is this guy for real?" So I like sure. or a bunch of weirdos. Yeah. It know? also helps. It's like, no, no, go look at my stuff on YouTube, and they yeah. go watch it. And like, oh, actually, I think movies. one of the common questions we get too is, "How do we get so many?" hot women and what the one of those (laughs) reasons is because we're a couple and i think if you were just a guy unless you were offering (laughs) to pay them a lot and have like specific contracts and witnesses and people on set it can come off really creepy especially if you want like new scenes yeah so the fact that we're a couple and we have like previous works Mm -hmm. and i'm always with them they go over wardrobe and contracts and like what they're comfortable with what they're not comfortable with like what exactly is the expectations and Mm -hmm. rob's gonna talk to his wife later with me so it helps having like a partnership uh, yeah and then they and the the actresses themselves have pointed that out that they love to work with i think it was august from uh from our from the shoot with murder side she was like oh it's so great to meet a female producer because you know she this girl she does a lot of like horror movies and stuff you know she has big boobs and stuff so that's what the guys want her for and maybe you know on the set she might get a few remarks here and there that may not be you know very, uh, very sensitive, I guess, professional. and professional, definitely. And so to have a female, she said, oh, my gosh, shooting with you guys is so great because it was, you know, so professional. And to have her, she was there to help her with her costume and any attention to detail. Because, like I said, law guys don't pay attention to that kind of stuff. They just care yeah. about the camera. The camera is what you pay attention to. Maybe some lights, maybe. But uh, so she had uh, the actresses have her. 
So when they need like, oh, how's my makeup look? How's this look? You know, you know, anything like that. She's there to take care of and make sure they look in their best light. You know, and that's something I think gets overlooked a lot in indie movies, low budget movies where you don't have a big crew and you don't have makeup departments. You know, you don't have like a designated department just for yeah that area. We get it women run the world obviously exactly. <laughs> be worried if you had huge if you had huge boobs you know you'd be worried because there's a lot of blades and whatnot around you know what i mean <laughs> we get stabbed in that you know well, people yeah. be like oh they must be a, they must be a prop i know like someone's like that's a prop and you go like half your boob gets cut off <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. i know i think people often assume that the girls that we've shot with in the past, like the Streets of Vengeance, it was very much like an 80s punk rock kind of metal look. And every single piece on there was selected by me. But I think a lot of times when you're watching a movie, most people just assume that the girls just dress like that. They're like, mm-hmm. oh, they're just that person. They're just cool right. like that. They just showed right. up with a necklace that's like a chain. It's like, no, that's not what they look like. I well, think- their hair is always purple. In person, <laughs> if you were to see a lot of the actors, you'd be like, whoa, you look like surprisingly normal. Like I wouldn't have recognized you, but that's the power of like movies and yeah. mess, dress, dressing them up. Yeah. Well, speaking of that, uh, Luis is now here and he's dressed exactly how I would have expected him to be dressed like to character. Uh, he's dressed as uh, Luigi. God damn it, Luis. I told you to come into your interview, Speedo. What the fuck are you doing? This is ridiculous. Oh, I don't he's he's, he's going to start talking. Oh, while he's what's up, bro? Unmute before you say something funny. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, he, Can't hear you, Luis. He doesn't want to. He doesn't want you. We've been doing this long enough to where I was like, oh, he's he's about to start talking and he's on, he's muted himself. Like he's about to start talking. and we're, Luis, oh. Luis is on. What's up, Luis? Hey, what's up, Cracker, man? This is awesome. It's. It's like two of my worlds are colliding. Like I got yeah, that works. My, <laughs> yeah, my acting acting fam, and then got my Adam Carolla podcast fam. So this is <laughs> I, know. I don't know how to feel right episode, now. Episode, yeah, the episode you're on. Uh, well, uh, surprise, we got huh. joining us any minute is a couple ladies from your knitting club. three worlds collide. Yeah, Gladys and Jeannie, they're gonna be joining any second. I'm just, I'm just kidding. They're not coming. Lu- Luis, I have a they quick question no. for you. They said First no. First of all, uh, wel- welcome to the show uh, again. Yeah. You're a friend of this show. Secondly, welcome back. Thanks for coming back. Well, man. You you have been on um, at least one and up, up and coming the second movie by uh, A&P uh, Films, uh, Angie and Paul, correct? Murder Size? Uh, yes, sir. The second full-length feature. You're on trial. Yeah, they've had me in a couple, if not one, um, short. Right? Yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah. Yep. time features. Yes, That's sir. awesome. And the last last feature was um a smart uh, uh slash Lorette party, right? You played a character. Was his name uh Passion? Yeah. No, you had two. You had two characters, correct? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I always keep forgetting about the. I let the cat out of the bag. Okay, here we go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you guys caught That's me. Letting, no, man. Yeah, I, I always forget. Yes, I was two characters. One, I mean, I just kind of look like myself. And the other yeah. one, I mean, it was the aforementioned Speedo that Manny was talking about. That's which right. became popular. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you 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 played one of the uh, uh, bachelors. He was going to get married. Um, he uh, you, you played one of the uh, groomsmen. Is that correct? 
Uh, what do you mean, Grisman? I guess it was just more of like a friend of the bachelor. It was like a okay. bachelor, bachelorette. Yeah. I mean, yeah. eventually you'd be the groomsman, I would assume. And yeah. 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 Don't, Sorry, I didn't, I didn't work on my. I didn't work on my backstory. Don't look at me, Paul. <laughs> don't look at me, Angie. <laughs> you, you, played, you played one of Dolph's wow. friends. Now, Dolph was one like this douchebag guy that was going to get married, right? And then um, I, I think I want to say that in Slash Lorette Party, the main character, the 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 girl that that was gonna get married, I feel like the movie talks about like cold feet. She had cold feet, like she was not, um, she was not sure about getting married. She was getting nervous and stuff like that, right? And her her fiance Dolph. Now he was this douchebag, and but he's one of those characters that you would you kind of would love to hate, right? He's yes. now I want to commend him because he was he was like very easily hated guy. <laughs> And then our friend Luis, he played one of his friends. Now he played one of the the friends that was in the party. Now he played another character, and he, I think his name was Passion. He was a, a male stripper. Seduction. Seduction. There you go. Seduction. <laughs> and and then his uh, his uh, penis had a, a name as well. Sanchito. Um, it was Sancho, right? Sanchito. 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 I don't remember that in the script. <laughs> it was an ad lib. I, it must have been an ad lib. <laughs> yeah. So, so how, how did you guys? Uh, how was that movie uh, to to um to uh, film, uh, Luis? How how was Angie and how how was Paul uh, as uh, directors and producers of the film? Tell us about your experience. Oh well, my experience. I mean, I, when I jumped in, you guys were talking about um how like you know Shailene and Paul and Angie met and how I came aboard in relation with Shailene. Yeah. But uh. As far as working with them, it was, I mean, it was a blast. It was very collaborative. So it's like I had ideas and they were very open to whatever, you know, I had to say or ad lib or not so much stick to the script, but say how I would say it naturally to make it seem real. And mm -hmm. uh, yeah, there was words that I didn't really uh, relate to in the script that like, oh, maybe me, it would sound funny coming out of me. Let's say like if I played a, a cowboy and I was like, oh, howdy, y'all, as opposed to, hey, you know, yeah. and um, the costume, the whole character, as far as seduction goes, was uh, was very just something I had in mind. And Paul and Angie let me roll with it. And I had a I had a blast. What inspired him? I'm very curious. <laughs> what inspired him? At? Yeah, like Lionel Richie. <laughs> yeah, it was like Lionel <laughs> Richie. It's OK to say yourself. <laughs> I, mean, I wanted you to have more of a jerry curl but uh really kind of jerry curl yeah yeah it was uh chris chris inspired me on the endless renters podcast i wanted to <laughs> kind of get my inner hog out so that's why i got this go from you're but, welcome <laughs> well no because uh in the script it said oh there's a cop there's a spoiler alert you know there's a knock on the door and police are there which aren't really the cops but i had this speedo that was the color of police officers so i kind of incorporated that got the green light from uh amp that's pretty much what got you the role i think yeah i think <laughs> i didn't have to audition i just showed up i was like well yeah you're in i said this is what i wear <laughs> to bed and uh, you know worked perfectly we like what we saw yeah <laughs> I don't know yeah, if that answers your I question. Think, yeah. <laughs> I think I just had to dance, you know. I was like, you know, let me see your moves. Like, ah, oh, that shit was hard, you know. So let's, let's get you, let's get you in there. You tore it up, right? Awesome. Tore it up. Hold it. 
<laughs> no, but but for real, it's more like of the uh, how it was working with them to get back to your question was um it was very easy because like Sen is like whatever contribution I had, and it wouldn't have hurt my feelings if they said no, let's stick to the script or they had their vision of it. I would have been totally okay with it, but they were very open to just whatever ideas, and not just me. I mean the whole cast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, yeah, I was there for. Uh, I like when actors bring ideas, you know, to to a script. I, I like to see what they have in mind, you know, when we first like rehearse or something, or whenever we talk about it. Because as an actor, I mean, a good actor will have something prepared. You know, they'll have an idea of what the character should sound like. And you know, the, as a director, that's the easiest job is to adjust or tweak. You know. Like if he'd said something and didn't sound right, you know, I could just base it off what he presented me yeah. first. You know, I could, oh, maybe try it like this or maybe say a little bit slower, you know, maybe, you know, you're not as high pitched here, you know, or you're not as sleazy, you know, you're a little more of a nice guy, whatever, whatever it is. So yeah, yeah he was, yeah, he was great to work with. Yeah. We're not precious about our scripts. So if we written something a certain way, um, we pretty much let anybody experiment. If we have time, we'll, we'll let yeah. them go as long as they want and keep take after take. Um, yeah. Whatever makes it sound and flow better for them, it's just going to make mm -hmm. the overall project look better. I mean, we mm -hmm. don't want anyone to feel like, you know, not confident in what yeah. they're saying or what they're acting. Because if you start stumbling on your <laughs> words because it sounds weird or we wrote it weird, then, you know, it's going to show in the movie that they're not really like, in the moment with their yeah. character so we feel totally fine with them rewording it or changing it or sometimes we'll cut something and let them make up their own thing that sounds more like something they would say so mm. we don't have any kind of <laughs> ego about what we've written so yeah we well we figured i mean yeah i mean we're i can read between the lines and yeah Luis was a total diva <laughs> <laughs> you know you guys are being nice yeah you know right we know him. You're, you're professionals, you know. You're being nice, but we can read between the lines. And I, I think Luis was. Uh, um, sounds was like the guy was a real nightmare to work with. All green M Ms in his uh, trailer. Yeah. And, mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Cool Ranch Doritos. The kids bop right. twenty four seven. Kids bop on the music. Yeah. And I said no to all of them. <laughs> yeah, good, good. You, you gotta yeah. crack that whip, all right. You're like your writer is yeah. Shailene. Goodbye. It's like, <laughs> oh, look, especially you can't you can't wear your speedo around the set all the time. <laughs> yeah, sir. It's getting inappropriate. Speaking sir. speaking of Shailene, um, I think Shailene might have said the best line I re I remember and I liked uh about slash Lorette party was uh, me being a horror fan from uh, the early '80s and mid '80s was uh there's a scene where they someone knocks on the door and she opens the door with one of her friends and i guess it's one of the one of the killers and she said oh it's some guy dressed up as uh jason myers and i just laughed i laughed and it now it sounds it could be a silly line but us so, so the guys that are are known to be like you know uh horror movie guys we know that michael myers is halloween and jason Voorhees is Friday the 13th, but we, we loved it. We loved it. Now who, who no. writes, is it both of you guys who write the movie? Who, who writes the lines? Well, that line came from real life, uh, from her. That's awesome. You know, Friday 13th. Oh, that's Jason. awesome, Angie. You know, Halloween is Michael Myers. So it's like Jason Myers. You should have said that. I love it that. came from a I real laughed. moment. Because like I told you guys, I'm not trying to pretend. I don't have an extensive <laughs> horror knowledge. And yeah. I never watched any of the... Friday 13th. Friday 13th movies. 
or Jason. She went to film school for the dudes. We got oh, it. We got it. The same movie. Uh, Freddie, Jason, any of the dudes. I haven't yeah. seen him. And I was talking about some movie and I was like, the one with Jason Myers. And he was like, that's not. No. He acted like yeah. I like. I don't That's know. awesome. <laughs> I didn't get that angry. I held like, most no. of it. No, he's like, you know, <laughs> the horror community would not have yeah. that. Yeah, I didn't know the horror community would flip out. So I was like, oh. That's perfect. I was like, whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, guy, so Paul thought Paul thought he was gonna make that. Paul thought he was gonna make Godfather, like the next Godfather, <laughs> and Angie thought she was gonna make notebook, the next notebook. <laughs> Which could be a good, you know, that could be a good uh, horror movie to make notebook. Like if you wanted to make the notebook good, like turn right. it into a horror movie somehow. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, actually, I think that's why our stories are so weird, because they come off like on the surface as a classic 80s over the top fun slasher but then when you watch it you're like oh there's actually some like story and depth and there's yeah. like a weird twist in them sure. there's like some political undertones it's mm-hmm. very deep 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 it's, it's not funny it's not like in your nice. face but there's some stuff underneath there yeah. mm-hmm. and a lot of that comes from from me because I don't have the horror background so a lot of times if we're writing something and he gets kind of like into a corner yeah he's like oh what what would you think about this? And I just yeah. want to make up a story. I have the luxury of not being influenced by any horror movies because I haven't seen them. So I don't know oh, if, good. I, yeah, yeah. if I'm copying or ripping something yeah. off and I haven't seen it before. That's an advantage. So yeah, you did. Yeah. usually he'll tell me like the title of a movie I'm, and I'm like, oh, is that mm-hmm. about... He's like, just guess what this is movie is about based mm-hmm. off of the title. And yeah. Like, is it about like aliens that go into the desert? And then he's like, no, no, not at all. But he can take all of that stuff from me out of my imagination because I'm not influenced by anything I've ever seen before. And ironically, because I wasn't allowed to watch anything scary or horror, my imagination is way worse than anything I could have watched growing up. Wow. I'll tell him stories of stuff. Yeah, she has these vivid dreams of these horrible, horrible scenarios. Dreams. And I'm like, oh, like cannibals. Like this happened and he's like that's a movie and i'm just yeah like, yeah <laughs> you so, do that that is awesome from my imagination and a lot of stuff comes from his inspirations of stuff that he was influenced from as mm-hmm. a kid and then i'll add in my weird twist on it so that is together awesome. we bring like mm-hmm. our aesthetics together yeah and that's so cool so is, a, is a slasher <laughs> yeah sure yeah yeah I for love sure that. Yeah. Is a slasher slasher movie? Is that like one of the genres of horror, like slasher movie? And is that yeah, that's a subgenre, a big, big subgenre. Yeah. And then would that include like J, you know, like the Jason movies and like Michael sure. Halloween movies and all that? Okay, most definitely, most definitely. Some or Texas Chainsaw Massacre is that that would be a slasher movie? Or um, people don't really consider that to be a, a slasher movie. I've never seen it. Okay. Um, I think next <laughs> to Chainsaw Massacre, it's uh, it stands as a movie on its own. People are just so scared okay. by that movie that it's like a you don't even put it. Oh, as- isn't it supposed to be a true story based on a true story? So that would make it a different genre, right? No? Yeah, I mean, some people say it's inspired by Ed Gain, you know, right. sort of Gain and things like that. But well, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I put it in a subgenre. I mean, you could put it in like a. There's a whole subgenre of like hick exploitation, like people going out into the <laughs> woods and being attacked by uh, you know, the locals. I mean, deliberately. Yeah. Be- okay, a, okay. It's not a horror yes. movie, but it is sort of, you know. It really is. And Hills Have Eyes. I mean, I, I think oh. that was actually directed by well, the same director, I think, too. Rob Zombie. 
Yeah, Rob Zombie. He yeah, did that, one. Yeah, delves into that that type of you know bikers. Yeah. That's kind of like that. That's kind of where I was going with that question was the the, the different genres like exploitation. Like yeah, like when you're wow. out in the middle of nowhere and you're like you know there's some inbred dudes like. Oh, uh, yeah. Yes. I'm, I'm blanking on the movie, but um, with Burt Reynolds way back in the oh, 70s, Deliverance. Deliverance. Yeah, yeah, that was more yeah. like a like a thriller. I, right. I guess that, that yeah. one particular scene that is straight. Yeah, that's some pretty horrific. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty horrific yeah. things in there. But yeah, so exploitation, that kind of stuff, versus like, yeah, like uh, well, Jason, like, like a, a guy in a face mask shows up. Yeah, yeah. I spit that's- on your grave is another one. Um, yeah. You know, it's it's uh, one of those Hicks. rape revenge movies, oh, no. um, female revenge movies, which there's a big inspiration on Streets of Vengeance uh, because there's a ton of those movies. I mean, you can go from you know, coffee, you know, black exploitation movie. That's a female revenge movie all the way to Caller One Eye. You know, the, the Swedish mm-hmm. uh, female revenge movie is like just and then it, all the ones in between. So yeah, there's a ton of them. I, I love subgenres, and um, yeah. I think that's uh, that's the most fun you can have. When, because there is, I mean, you know, murder size, that is a tiny subgenre of workout horror movies. There's like only maybe three, maybe a uh, killer workout. Um, uh, what was the other Death one? Spot. Death Spa. Thank you for that one. I haven't seen it. Yeah. Oh, we watched it a little <laughs> bit on TV. It's on Tubi. Uh, that one's pretty good. That one's pretty good. And then I don't know if you count Toxic Avenger just because it takes. It's like a micro, micro genre. Very, very I like that. I like that because it's like, there's something about that, yeah, that era, you know, of like Jazzercise, so like those TV commercials, like Quantum Center, like the '80s, the costumes, yeah. like the yeah, like yeah, what no, you know, like what is she wearing business. and why is she like why did she just get her hair done like permed out for this exercise okay. video this at, at six a.m. Yes, yes, yeah. Oh, yeah. okay, Paul. So, so you guys uh, actually shared uh, a post uh, today, uh, Friday, uh, AP Films, AP. A underscore P underscore films. Speaking of subgenres, uh, mm. one uh, starring Alyssa Milano, which was Embrace of the Vampire. Is that correct? So yeah, I did a little erotic '90s erotic vampire girl subgenre because <laughs> there is mm-hmm. a ton of those movies. Sounds hot. I've been, I've been doing some subgenre posts here and there because yeah, they have like the Alien Girls. Like it's like they're aliens, but they look like regular women. Those yeah, like a yeah. subgenre. Uh, the subgenre like in New York, just being like a filthy, grimy fucking place sure. in the seventies. Yeah, Fear City, Taxi Driver falls into that. Uh, cruising for sure. You know, it's cruising. not a horror movie, but you know they definitely have like that serial killer element to it. A lot of Brian De Palma movies. So yeah, I love subgenres. Cruising yes, was that Al Pacino? Cruising, yeah, yeah, yeah Al Pacino. Oh, right. Now, now those are new, kind of New York greeting movies. Uh, what about Jason goes uh, to uh, takes Manhattan? <laughs> takes Manhattan. Oh yeah. yeah. Now, yeah. now there's there's a made it that far where he he just basically knocks the head off Friday of night? one of the guys. Does he go um, shopping? Yeah. Now that's a that kind of looks like a silly scene, but it's it's like a scene that would go viral because it's the guy's head just kind of rolls off. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean a lot of people would used to make fun of that kind of scene back in the day, but now people love it because it's so audacious, you know. It's like the scene in Chopping Mall when they're being chased around by those killer robots and their girl screams and shoots a laser and her head explodes. It's like holy shit, like it's so great. You know, normally that would be seen as cheesy and like, oh my god, grown. 
But that was the kind of things that stand the test of time, that they were so audacious back then that they did those things. Now you can enjoy them decades later. And yeah. see how can I ask a question cool. about, yeah. about the actual filming? Like, are you filming digitally? I know that back a lot of the movies that we're talking about, maybe they were shot on film. So is there a difference in what you do now as opposed to what was done back then? Is it easier? Like, is there some green screen stuff that wow. makes it better? Nobody has ever asked us that. Um, yeah, I don't that's think so. amazing. That's, that's first time. That's an excellent question. <laughs> well, thank you. I've been you. on a lot of film podcasts, and I don't think anybody's ever asked no, that. No. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Well, so, yeah. And- <laughs> Let me that's know. Just I need separates to know. us from the like, rest. You, like, I know that Apple, like, is always like, I have this phone, but like, I don't know how to use it. But I, they say you could shoot a movie on it. So yes. you yes. definitely can. can. Definitely can. We do shoot digitally. Yes. Um, our cinematographer, um, the one we, we worked with on Slash Drive Party, Dan Zampa, he owns a Panasonic GH5. So any camera people out there will know that's a very, very good camera. It shoots, or Canon 5D. Canon 5D. That's what we shot Shoots of Vengeance on. Um, our first movie, um, Secret of Maya, was shot on mini DV tape. If anyone knows what that is. <laughs> oh, wow. I do remember I, that. I, do. I have I have a mini DV camera still. Okay. Oh, no. Yes, I was going to ask, because uh, I think you said back in 2010 when you started your first camera, what was that? What was that? That was the Canon uh, XHA1. Yeah. Okay. And that so was like, cute. whoa, top of the line. It was like $4,000 back then. Back then. Yeah, and now yeah. the cameras we're working with now are less, like $1,500 maybe. <laughs> it's I know, like, oh, shit. Me and my brother went yeah, to have on a $4,000 camera that we no longer use anymore. But we did get a lot out of it, though. But we, we used it for yeah. a lot of years. We shot three features. They're all mini DV. And lots of shorts. And lots of shorts. Yeah. Shot so, a lot. And it was like HD, you know, so it was still high quality, but it was mini DV, you know, still tape. Yeah, and so Street of Vengeance was the first uh, movie that we did that was DSLR digital Canon 5D, and then since then we've been shooting just with these high end cameras, you know, and they just keep getting better and better uh, as we go along, and they start like like damn, it looked like film, you know, when you put filters on it and stuff, right? So yeah, okay, so that's done with filters and to make it because your movie does look authentically 80s, just the trailer looks, you know, a little bit like it's maybe shot on film. Yeah. yeah, I think cool. some of Thank the you. depth on that, um, you get kind of that like uh, Dan and and Carlos, because Carlos shot Murder Size for us. Um, well, Carlos Rodriguez. Carlos and Dan Rodriguez Zampa. is shooting Murder Size. Dan Zampa shot the last couple features we did, Streets mm-hmm. of Vengeance and Slash Party. And they definitely know their stuff. Yeah. When it comes to cameras, both of these guys are incredible. It's crazy. And like we went to film school and technically we can operate a camera ourselves as well. Push came to shove, we could. But because yeah. since we're getting bigger and the casts are getting yeah. larger, there's mm-hmm. more balls in the air and it's easier for us to have somebody designated to be like in charge. There's all those diva uh, actors. Focus all that you know, yeah, I'm not going to say his name anymore. Just for himself. Always asking about his hair and shit. Yeah. I know. It's like, should I wear this hat? Should I wear the hat regular? Should I turn it backwards? Should I take the hat off? Like, yeah, somebody's got to keep eyes on him at all times. So. Same color suspenders, rainbow suspenders. You know, uh, he he needs a silk speedo. Yeah. Needs a razor so he can shave. Now, now he's packing. <laughs> now he's not packing anymore. Now, I don't know about SAG, but is that something that you guys would be part of because of what you're doing? Like, are you part of that? Or is that, I just have heard the words before. Anybody's asked us, this. you're coming with the really good questions. Okay, well, thank you. <laughs> the, the Screen Actors Guild, right? Yes, right. Screen Actors Guild, which we are not a part of, and nobody that we've worked 
with has, has been a part of it either. We're so independent still at this level that we're not signing up for anything like that. We definitely know filmmakers who have who are part of mm. SAG and have worked with only SAG actors. Like it's a requirement of theirs. Right. But there's so much red tape with it. There's so much mm-hmm. like limitations, I think. Sure. Yeah, it sounds like more paperwork for sure. There's and a don't lot. you have to pay to be a member and right? Is yeah, that part of it? Dues. Yeah. There's dues. Sure. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. To tell you the truth, like I've watched movies uh, by filmmakers at our level and they wanted to use SAG actors because they wanted, you know, to present like a more professional look, mm-hmm. I guess, on their film. And uh I look at their acting and look at the acting in our movies and like there isn't any difference. difference. A lot of the actors yeah. that we work with that are not SAG are very, very good. They're very talented. So yeah. really to be SAG, it all it has to do is that you just got to get enough credits yeah. to be considered, right. you know, SAG and, 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 and Angie and Paul, I think, I, I think we've, we've um, kind of talked about how one of your inspirations is um, Robert Rodriguez, you know, yeah. Quentin Tarantino. And I think at one point, I'm not sure if it was both of them or just Robert Rodriguez who said, you know what, SAG, I'm, I'm good. I don't need to be on SAG. Yeah. I think oh, yeah, you kind he dropped of re- out of the director's guild. Yes. Cor- right, exactly. Actually, I love that you bring that up, too, because Robert Rodriguez has always been a huge influence on us. I mean, we were watching his five-minute, ten-minute film, film, ten film schools mm-hmm. back in the day, back when we were in college, and just how he did stuff so fast, so cheap, so independently. Mm-hmm. He would mm-hmm. use the same guy to play, like, multiple roles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He would- like you guys have done with Luis. Luis. Exactly. exactly. He was our chooch parent of uh, Dustal Dawn. Exactly. Yeah. I, think yeah. Oh, yeah. I need to put him as a third character to make that yeah. chooch parent. Yeah, yeah. I'm ready. So, yeah. My body's ready. <laughs> well, I think, I think in uh, Robert Rodriguez, uh, the original El Mariachi, I, I think the name was uh, uh, Carlos Gallardo. I think oh, yeah, the actor, mm-hmm. right? The actor, he played the original mariachi and then and in Desperado, obviously the, the budget was bigger. Yeah. So they hired Antonio Banderas, but thankfully, you know, kind of like you guys, um, the director, Robert Rodriguez, you know, he's kind of faithful to a lot of his actors that he's worked with. So he, he had um, Carlos Gallardo come back and he played uh, one of, uh, one of the talk. mariachi's best friends, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so that's that's that awesome. I, I can see how the you know the inspiration and how you guys kind of kind of model some of that stuff. Uh, you know, it's funny because we have a movie that we did um, back on mini TV. Yeah, it was called La Soledadera, and as a Mexican narco romantic movie, it's like these two Mexican kids, you know, drugs, gangsters, and on the run kind of thing. And it, yeah, yeah. It, we really loved it, and a lot of people really love it too. Those who have seen it. And um, I kind of want to do the El Mariachi treatment with that. I want to remake awesome. that movie now that we have, Both you know, budget. yeah, now we have more of a fan base where people actually yeah. can uh, donate or contribute or pre-order or whatever. We have uh, better equipment now. And now that I know what I'm doing more, um, I think I might want to remake that movie into a bigger, bigger version of itself. That would Just be like awesome. El Mariachi. For sure. He's always been an inspiration to us. I mean, Robert is known to be his own camera guy, his own director. He edits, he, you know, he experiments with music Mm -hmm. and we've literally taken so many pages out of his playbook and done all that ourselves. Yeah. His book, uh, uh, one man film crew is, uh, you know, yeah. 
I mean, he basically anymore. taught kids like us that you can go out and do stuff on your own. You don't have to yeah. go to LA. You don't have to be Hollywood. You don't have to have thousands and thousands of dollars. You right. can literally use everything around you. And just as long as you have creativity, I mean, you can work your way out of anything. So we especially in this day and age where you exactly. can advertise yeah. on Instagram and you can go on podcasts and you can do all the things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Because when we started making movies, smartphones weren't even a thing. So, I mean, we started with like no money at all, no equipment, no camera, no nothing. And we've just slowly over time built up our our arsenal, so to speak. So we've made friends. And, you know, once you make more and more friends, surprisingly, they start hooking you up with like a helicopter pad. A helicopter pad at the streets of San Francisco. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, so. I, I edited Cinco de Mayo on like an old cracked screen laptop. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I was able to make it and I was able to get distribution. So yeah, oh, I, I did on Sony Vegas. Jesus yeah. Christ. A lot of people want to wait till they have like the budget, the money, the the act like craft services and, and yeah. you don't need any of that crap if you really want to make a movie you don't need money you don't need a lot of stuff you can mm-hmm. just literally do it but i think it gets in people's heads sometimes like unless it's going to be huge and and just a big mm-hmm. spectacle and unless it's going to be perfect and i have fifty thousand hundred thousand dollars then i'm not going to do it and then <laughs> then they never do anything because right. they're looking for the perfect circumstance do you what do you do all the editing yourself and then like, give us an idea of like the time span from start to finish for a production, like murder size is going on now. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like so how, like when, when do you start and when do you finish? And then yeah, who, who you do all the editing. So pre-production can take a long time and it should, um, the actual production, like pre-production, I finished the script last December. And so at the beginning of the year, I was trying to find actors, I was trying to line up people. I was reaching out to more uh, well-known people in the indie film world. Um, saw people know Drew Marvick, um, Kansas Bowling. I got her a little later. Um, Jessa Flux. Some of these people are, they're more, they do a lot of other indie films. So I was trying to get them. I was trying to prepare, like, um, you know, just pre-production, like trying to lay out the script, lay out the scheduling and all that kind of stuff, which is really hard because you're working with so many people that have, you know, work and school and stuff like that. Um, so then all that led up to the actual production shoot dates, which were in August. And there was about two weekends back to back. So like five days, like we had a three day weekend, the first day of the first week. And then the following week is like two more days. And uh, so that was principal photography done. Now I'm editing the movie. I've only been editing the movie for maybe a little, little less than a month. I got a new um, new system upgrade. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I've been editing, syncing audio, all that kind of stuff. And I have to do maybe a few more pickup shots um, just to complete the movie. Because, I mean, that's pretty normal. As you go through a movie, you realize things that you missed. Oh, I need an insert shot of a hand turning a doorknob or something. Or I need someone walking up to the door. I never got that. Or him exiting. You know, just things like that. Or someone driving around in a car. Um, so those things will probably be done next month. And then with the editing, like I said, all that, usually it can take maybe three months to really edit a movie and get all the elements together. Okay. Especially at our, like I said, at our level. Because... I can't do this every day, all day, because yeah, we have a job. Right, so I'm only right. able to do it on weekends, really. I mean, sometimes I can do it at night <clears> during <throat> the week, but it's pretty hard. Like, weekends are really the only time to shoot sure. and edit and to yeah. write. So when you have a full-time job. Sure, um, sure. So that's mainly what we're working with. So that's why it takes a little bit little bit longer than 
not not normal because yeah. the normal movies take even longer. If we didn't, but if we didn't have full time jobs, we could shoot a feature and have it edited within a month. Yeah, for sure, it's very very possible. Yeah, very possible. But yeah, when you're working, but the government, <laughs> yeah, no. yeah responsibilities and all. Society, we started, girl. Yeah. Yeah, society. Don't don't get Chris started on the government, please. Fucking Obama. Oh, Obama. Obama. Have again. Yeah, so, so it's yeah. like it's take you know, it's gonna take like a year pretty much, you know, of like pre-production, production, and post-production, okay. just, just depending if on if we're taking our time. Right. If we're taking our time. I mean, you know, but we've definitely slept together features in, in like a, a month or two. Yes, definitely have. Definitely have. When things all go beautiful, perfectly, yeah, you can do it in a month and a half, two months. Yeah, for sure. All right. So if someone wanted to like uh help y'all along. You've, you've mentioned some of the social media, but do you have like a website? Like, you know, you, you said you, uh, you've got a bigger fan base. You have people pre-ordering your th- stuff, buying things, a shop. Uh, yeah. Where would they go? Where would they go? I mean, we do have an Etsy store right now where we're selling our slash alert party, Blu-rays, DVDs. Okay. Posters, Etsy store. What's that? AP films as well. Just AP films. Yep. Okay. Yep. It just, AP films, or you can just look for slash rep party. Um, we're on there. Uh, our Instagram is mainly where people get to see all of our stories and our content and stuff. Um, there we have our link tree and we have our YouTube channel. Uh, we do have a podcast as well, which we have not been doing very much because we've just been so busy. But, but, mm-hmm. you know, but we've actually been guessing on more podcasts and we've been recording our own podcast. <laughs> yeah. So. Well, that's yeah, your fans are so like, you need okay. to take a break from the podcast Good for us. finish this movie. Yeah. So, so yeah, so we're on YouTube, we're on Etsy, we're on Instagram for sure. Um, and our previous features had official distribution. Yes. So, Single of Mayo and Streets of Vengeance got picked up by a bigger label, um, Olive Films, which they sell their stuff in stores like Best Buy, Barnes and Noble, Target, mm-hmm. even though our movie mm-hmm. is such a small name that you probably won't find it in the store. We've seen it in stores yeah. and it's like blown our mind. Yeah, that's crazy. That was crazy. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. awesome. Especially since we made Cinco de Mayo for like $100. Like this, yeah. <laughs> this is ridiculous. But anyway, uh, so those movies we don't sell personally because we signed the rights to mm-hmm. a label. They've been licensed. They've been licensed. So, so you can find them on online retailers. Yeah, so if you nice. just have at any online real t- retailer should carry those movies. But our movies are actually for free, streaming for free yes. on Tubi. I don't know if you guys know Tubi, but it's a great channel. It has a lot of uh, all free movies. Yeah, the Tubi TV app or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. On your Roku or your Fire Stick. Right. Tubi is awesome. So Streets of Vengeance and Slash Art Party are both on Tubi. We're also on Amazon Prime. Isn't Cinco too? Uh, Cinco de Mayo as well. Yeah, I keep forgetting Cinco de Mayo. Mm-hmm. So all three of our movies are on Tubi TV and Amazon Prime. I, so um, Tubi TV I, I is have, all free, right? Yeah. Are they on like a certain channel Tubi on Tubi a, TV? Ad yeah. ad base, so it's free. Okay, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's an app that you just download on your on your Roku or your yeah, device. okay. Just uh, search it, right? I I've got um I've got your uh slash Lorette party Blu-ray, oh. and um I I forget what level I contributed on the Indiegogo. I I forget I forget yeah. uh, whatever. <laughs> But today, just to kind of freshen up, I even though I have the Blu-ray at home, I downloaded a Slash Alert Party on uh, Amazon Prime Video. Oh, wow. I have uh, it. Yeah, I'm, I'm in the Thank office. You. I'm like typing that. away and doing my work. But I also I, I have the movie in the background. Watching. Oh, man. Thank you so much. Yeah, I appreciate yeah. that so much. Yeah, all yeah. that stuff helps. Like streaming 
has really, really changed the game as far as it independent has. filmmakers. Like we actually see money from streaming, like from nice. Amazon, Tubi, and Plex, and uh, all these other channels. Oh, that's that good. Yeah. yeah, it's the first. So time. it's on Prime Video. Like if you have Amazon Prime, you have you can get Slash Roulette Party. Yep, yes. for free. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wow, streaming that's cool. Cool, cool, cool. And yeah, so it's part of Prime. Uh, which most people have Prime, but Tubi, like everyone else out there has never heard of Tubi. It's amazing. It has tons of genre movies, tons of 80s horror movies, new horror movies. It's just a filmmaker's godsend for right now. Like, dude, check out Tubi. Yes, there's right. Tubi and there's like Pluto. Like Pluto's if you're right, yeah. if you're really if you're like really into like a certain genre mm-hmm. of either like 80s TV shows or horror or whatever, like yeah, you get those apps, man. They're just they're all about it. Yeah. yeah, they yeah. got everything. Yeah, exactly. under free. So yep. that doesn't make That's sense. That's awesome. Awesome. Love nice. We well, most it. importantly, you know, you know, you know, uh, you may own their Slash Red DVD. I have a hard time saying that. I don't know why. <laughs> but you may own it already. But like, so to contribute to upcoming projects, you can pre-order. Yes, right. you can pre-order Murder Size right now on Indiegogo.com. Indiegogo slash Murder Size, uh, or if you go to our um our instagram i have a link in our bio but yeah if you just go into yoga type in murder size uh our movie will come right up and we're gonna have that campaign up for at least another month or so that's that's cool. awesome now a quick question um do you guys still have available um that that um it, the, those who contribute they can be featured as one of the guys or or ladies that gets killed and slashed and you know blood do you guys have that still, or is that already taken? Oh, yeah, the, the, the self-recorded uh, cameo. Yeah, yeah, I think I have one more left. So I've done okay. a few already, and they've been really good. People have been turning some really good stuff. Like they'll actually like put blood over their face, and they'll be screaming, and they'll be running away. And they can so, be yeah. in the movie within the movie, right? Yes, the movie within the movie. The characters are sitting around watching a movie for for a brief period of time because one of the characters says, hey, oh look, that's a great know. idea yeah and that's so brilliant screen, yeah. and you see a bunch of like murders and kills and the oh, characters that is awesome. watching it robbie oh, you gotta get on that yeah robbie oh, yeah, come on what are yeah, you I'll, doing I'll, don't worry death I'll, I'll on the helipad you. dead on the helipad <laughs> hey, yeah. it writes itself it literally I'm, writes itself. i'm not kidding i'm not kidding um okay i i know we're we're almost done but uh would do you guys have any plans after this movie murder size uh any any other movies uh coming up after this oh my god he's uh, an idea machine that's crazy yeah well, during, during the pandemic like i resigned myself to finish three scripts murder size was the last one and it was okay. the shortest one i did in the shortest time working on it so uh the other two um the other one was uh wrestle babes and the heavy metal demon massacre it's supposed to be a wrestling oh, that's awesome uh, yeah mexican uh curse yeah. uh you know, awesome <laughs> kind of movie, but it's all uh, wrestling and uh i'm really really excited about that one that one i didn't think i would be able to do unless i had a certain you know if i had more uh, support bigger budget it's a lot of yeah. masks a lot of masks a lot of costumes and <laughs> oh, yes. that oh yeah insurance and, <laughs> yes insurance real real wrestlers and yeah, wrestling real, rings real thankfully a lot of people have come out and said hey man i got a hookup i got a hookup here i got a hookup there yes. so that might happen but there's another one I wrote um, that I've always wanted to do a vampire movie because I mm. love Lost Boys. I love Fright Night, like I said. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we have a movie called Only Fangs. Oh, that's uh, right. That's girls, awesome. Yes. Uh, vampire girls, they put together this website and they actually lure people or men to get their <laughs> That's blood awesome. Yeah, money. that's that's brilliant. And, uh, yes. So that one I had, that one's done. 
so we might do that one after this one. That's awesome. I'm not, I'm not exactly sure yet, but that's why I posted that uh, 90s erotic vampire girl. Only uh, fans. On it today of yeah. the- you can have contributors film their own only Yeah, I think y'all need to get that. You need to get that website. Get that website quick before, because what's that? Uh, what they do in the dark or something? There's like a popular vampire oh, vampire show yeah what was that what we do in the shadows yeah yeah Yeah. and it's like it's like kind of a comedy right Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so yeah yeah that's a great idea yeah i love it i really enjoyed meeting you guys this was so fun it was great talking blast thank you thank you thank you for having us yeah it is good to learn about this you know and i i feel better because you're talking about lost boys like yeah okay i can i can get down with lost boys you know yeah. like you know i'm not sure you know like i don't need anybody like you know texas chainsaw massacre that kind of stuff going on but like yeah. lost boys yeah. good walking dead yeah, yeah. it's the truth you know, dawn of the dead love stranger yeah. things you know we i yeah. love the i love the horror movies that are more fun you yeah. know yeah like, like i think that and that's our movies too we try to make them fun we're not really into a lot of the gore and over the top, you know, mm-hmm. violence. I mean, you need a little bit of it here and there, but I like, we like fun movies. If, like, if it's, you ever the, it's the science of scaring people like suspense, like why, like, even though, you know, it's coming, like, you know, that this is this, that these people are trying to scare you, you, you expect it. Like you're still scared yeah. because you want to be like, you're like, yeah. There's like a there's like a psychology to it where like you go into it knowing full well they're trying to scare you you know it's not real yet you still kind of give yourself up to being scared yeah it's kind of an interesting thing so. I'm sure it's thrilling it, if you ever, speaking of thrilling so you like toying of, with people okay well speaking right. of thrilling one one of the my childhood you know um, um music videos um that I I loved was a thriller oh, yeah. with Michael Jackson. If you ever do a, a Wasn't zombie allowed to watch that oh, yeah no. i i used to be kind of creeped out and scared but <laughs> oh, um yeah. i know that would take a lot of makeup and you know you know you know whatever effects with the you know makeup and everything but hey um i'm looking forward to um obviously murder size only fangs the the what's a wrestling movie uh, called again? Oh, Russell Babes and the Heavy Metal Demon Massacre. Oh, <laughs> the, I love the it. Title. I love working it. title. <laughs> That's and that is awesome. I'm looking for all. Looking for forward to all of that. So um, oh, thank you so much. Thank, thank you for all your support, man. Really yeah. appreciate this. Thank you for having us on. Thank really you fun. guys. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. Yeah, we really appreciate it. Uh, and then, and, we'll, and Chris, I, yeah, I, I Chris and, yep. and Manny, and uh, I think Luis. We can say that Luis is. He's he's like your muse, right? He's friend of the show, <laughs> Luis Maya. He's like your muse, and he's like your you know um I don't know. He's, he's like your Jennifer to play the wrestler. Yeah, he's like oh, uh oh. he's like uh he's like a puppet. He's like an empty empty shell that you can you know tie up to show. Yeah, you look into his eyes and see no soul behind. <laughs> Use him. Uh, actually, it was funny because like uh, I used to rent to Luis a lot at Chipotle, and I would always say, "Hey, man." We gotta do something together, you know. We yeah. gotta do something. And I always tell them, you have the perfect look for like a, a narco movie, Mario Amada, Fernando yeah. Amada. I don't know if anyone That's knows right. who those two guys are, but they, they, they're they, brothers. They were brothers yes. from uh, old uh, spaghetti Mexican movies. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Like I was. You can also do like a Bollywood too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, like yeah. what if you had like two long lost oh, yeah. brothers 
like two long lost twin <laughs> brothers and one like got sent to the orphanage in Mexico city. And one got sent to the orphanage in uh, Mumbai. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, narco, narco, yeah. Uh, yeah, Bollywood movie. Yeah. Oh my God. I, and then I, because I of the dr- international drug trade, you're reunited. The Indian and Mexican connection. Yeah, dude. I, I don't know how much time you guys have, but I have a story about that of like Mexicans and Indians. Oh, we got zero time. We got, time. We got zero okay. time. Let's move on. Damn. <laughs> I'm just kidding. We got all the time you want, brother. No, it's funny you mentioned that because uh, my parents told me a long time ago when I was probably like 18 months old, they took me to Disneyland. And they, you know, carry me around and freaking in diapers and they run into an Indian family. There's like a group of eight of them. And they just went, oh, please, please, may I? <laughs> and my parents like just handed me over. This is 1986. This is, this is tradition at Disney. Yeah. So please, please. So they like, my parents gave me to this Indian family, like a woman had me. She said something, passed me along. And I went down the line. And at the end, it was this old Indian dude with you know, a turban, dot on his head and everything. He said something. And then apparently he gave me back to my parents and they said, thank you. So I always ask my mom when that happened, did they ever like have me and like turn their back for a split second? I got swapped out and go up. Yeah. So I always got that. I look Indian and I'm like, no, bro, I'm Mexican. So somewhere in India, there's probably a Mexican boy. And they're making fun of them. They're like, oh, hey, dude, you look, you look like a Mexican. He's like, no, I'm Indian, but it's really. Maybe there is. Maybe it's real. Yeah. So yeah. that's a film yeah. right there. It's Let a me know. Yeah. You know, I could grow a mustache. Yeah. Yeah. You play <laughs> both <Sorry>. roles, twins. <laughs> yeah. So, more of the story right. don't hand your kids off to random strangers at Disneyland. Yeah. <laughs> yeah once um, uh, I was once walking down, like, I think I went to, I went to Disneyland. This is like, oh, I don't know when it was, but, um, I was like just walking along. It was like it was the uh what's the what's the one with all the different countries? Is that Epcot? I think so. I think it's Disney Epcot. World. Like out of the out of the blue, like some little girl like like just like slams into my leg and just goes flying, right? <laughs> and I guess like and I, I don't know what's going on, and like all of a sudden, like the dad's like going over to picking her up and like looking at me, like mean, like I was just walking along with like, looking at whatever at like a healthy pace, and this kid was like running as fast as she could. Like without looking, yeah. you know, and just like <laughs> just like ran into me full speed and just clattered off. Like, and oh, I, wow. I had like no idea what would have happened. You know, free kid. I was a day at Disneyland. Anyway, I found a baby a couple of weeks, a couple of months ago. There was a baby just in the street, yeah, like okay, about this oh, big, man. literally, just like a little three year old just walking in the street. I okay, just that's not a baby. Food. That's a th- that's a three year old. That's <laughs> literal. A baby and a literal three year old is different. Okay. okay. It's a trap. I was gonna say, like you say, I found a baby. That's he was a baby. I said, if I ever find him again, I'm raising him as my own. He'll never remember his real horrible mother who let him walk in the street. Yeah. Just hope the baby becomes an NBA player, and then I'm good. (laughs) Just have kids. You just have kids playing outside. I was thinking, like, where does she live? Where there's a baby left in the street? There was a baby. I had to pull my car around. I put the hazards on. I searched for the mother for like 25 minutes and she finally comes out she's like all drugged and i was like oh "Oh, shit it was horrible yeah no i actually found the baby keep it like like you find i i wish i would have after i saw the mother yes i would have made a great mother to that little baby let's go back i know i i drive past yeah just keep circling around yeah yeah 
I think they call that kidnapping, but you know, whatever. Oh, <laughs> and only if you get caught. Damn, I do that to dogs all the time. Every you time know, I see loose dogs. I'm like, let's catch it. And Paul's like, that's not even. It's on their yard. I'm like, oh. I found a dog that lives literally a block away. He's like, that was just in his yard. <laughs> he was like at his house. <laughs> it looks lost. Like he needs to be rescued. Oh, I try to rescue everything, and he's like, it's not yours. Leave it. Just what is the rule on that on a dog? Like. <laughs> Someone loses a dog, someone else finds it. Yeah, what's the rule? Like, how long you got to take care of this dog before you're just like, nah, nah, I'm going to keep this dog. My dog ran away and she ran right to these little kids and they wanted to keep her because they thought she was so cute. Thankfully, the mom was like, no, this part Mm -hmm. belongs to someone. They took her to the the vet, the local vet, and our dog is chipped. And they're like, no, she belongs to somebody. They wanted to keep her. They called me like my dog was in jail. They're like, she's here. You need to come collect your daughter. I guess chips, the chip uh, changes it, I guess. But before then, it was like, you know, your dog would run away, get found by someone a few miles away, and they'd take her the dog for a long time. Then you see the the person at the park. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, my dog ran away. It wasn't that like, far from our house. I mean, they, they could have kept her. I was like, yeah. what the fuck? Yeah. That happened to me. My dog got, she went missing for seven years. And I got a call from the vet. And Holy they said, is your dog still missing? And I was like, yeah, she actually is. Yeah. The lady, I guess they, they said they had just found her. But the little girl that was with her was like hysterical that she was losing her dog. But I mean, my little girl was also with me and wanted her dog back. So, oh. Oh, yeah. Man. Maybe we look at the whole runaway dogs is the wrong way. Maybe like these dogs are making a choice. <laughs> Cause I tell you what, like my last two dogs, they're both, I had to put them both down. You know, it was sad. It was sad. But then I think about now, like I'm thinking about all the times that like the door got open, like just even like a crack, you know, like three inches, four inches and the dogs are just gone. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like multiple times, these dogs would just get out. Yeah. They wouldn't even look back. They would yes. not even look back. They would be down the street. Yeah. That's what they say about cats. Like and then cats you're like, uh, and then you're like chasing them and they run faster. <laughs> and then you're like running on the, you're like in your car with the window down. Like they just yeah. like run and they make yeah. turns. Like they turn down different streets. Yeah. That's, that's what happened to us. My, my dog, <laughs> I, I had to turn around for a second and I saw her go this way. I turned mm-hmm. around and she went the other way and totally threw me yeah. off. I, when I went to go look for her, I went the wrong direction. We're so needy. These dogs, I mean, yeah, it's like, yeah, I swear. Like next time I have a dog, if it if it if that's what it does, like it's gone. Like the first time it runs away, I'm just like, <laughs> fine. Buddy. I'm changing the locks. <laughs> Aren't they supposed to be loyal? I thought that was like the big attraction. Yeah, it's it's part of it. It's part of it. Yeah, it's a scam. They're not holding yeah. up there for the bargain. That's not cool. Absolutely. Just another animal scam. Undying loyalty. Yeah, oh my well, most God. of them. Like some dogs stay. Like I see people. Like this guy. Like they, he brings his dog to my son's football practice, and the dog like just stays by this guy's side all the time. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't understand that. Like, yeah, it's yeah, it upsets me. You know? Is it a lab? Not even a lab. It's a mutt. Oh, but it appreciate it appreciates <laughs> the guy. You know what I mean? That's what he's got at home. Yeah. yeah, like my dogs didn't preach. I don't know. Maybe it could be me. See, I don't, I don't know. like that. I don't like yeah. that. Because now it's making me question me. I don't like blaming myself either, so I'm not going to do it yeah, anymore. Yeah, not go down that road. I know. It's them. It's not us. It's, <laughs> it's all right. I, I was going to say, <laughs> really? I, I I like how it went from like me being parent trapped with some Indian kid in Mumbai to like <laughs> loyal dogs sitting next to a dude at a park. <laughs> 
Hey, is that how we started this off? Wild ride. <laughs> Your toes <laughs> at the helm. Get that Mexican narco movie. Wolf, wolf. Somebody started talking about dogs. Don't even get, get me started about narcos Mexico. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's not, we'll be here all night. Need to do a whole other show on that. Yeah, yeah exactly. You have to Love tune it. in next week for the recap yeah, exactly. of narcos really. Mexico. Uh, really. Like love that the show. Texas border towns. Amazing. I just show. love the uh, oh, uh, yeah. Our theme song should be the uh, Narcos theme song. It's so good. Yeah. So yeah. Good. You know, those are the type of movies uh, I I want to make. I've always wanted to make a Mexican narco movie, and like when I like I said, when I saw Luis, I was like, oh, dude, you're perfect. You're in. Well, you could start. You could start yeah. when they're like when those guys are making those movies, and they're like, we need a torture scene. You could be like, yeah. I'm your man. <laughs> <laughs> then you could show them your what you can do, you know, and then you could be doing like the the romantic scenes too. Oh, Chris can sing the song. <laughs> like Soy el fuego que arde tu piel. Oh, I love that song. Yeah. Let me know. I, I <laughs> can grow the down. mustache, dude. Let me oh, know. See? Hell yeah. I don't know. Okay. I don't know what that guy's saying, but he's he's scoring tonight. <laughs> <laughs> right now. Oh, that from Roosters. Yes, sir. That's from yeah, Roosters. Oh. Awesome. Nice. All right. Well, thank you so much. We'll we'll. We can chat for a few minutes, but we'll wrap up the show by again thanking y'all so much for for coming on. Thanks, uh, Angie. Thanks, Paul. Thanks, Luis, for coming on the second half. (laughs) Russian home. Oh my gosh. Oh boy. Thank you, guys. We appreciate it. Thank you so much. Yeah, really appreciate that. that. Uh, So yeah, everybody, take turns saying, "Get it on." Get it on. Get it on. Get it on, everybody. Get it on. You only want to watch that movie because that girl's Chi Chi's. What is up? This is producer Mole Man with your plugs. First off. If you want to find us on Facebook, look up Endless Rounders Podcast, and you'll see us join up, have fun, mingle with all the listeners, throw in some shade at us if you want. If you want to reach out to us on Twitter, it is Endless Rounders. Instagram is Endless Rounders Podcast. If you want to reach out to us individually, you could find Chris on Twitter at grateful red one and one is a number, not the actual word spelled out. So grateful red. And then the number one Robbie spotlight, you can find them across all socials under the Robbie spotlight name. You could find me under how we figure Twitter, Instagram, and the podcast. And thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting. Get it on.